The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. You're listening to Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal, and welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of Upon Further Review, brought to you by our pals at Coors Light. And man, like I said, we are now, today is Wednesday, so it's called 12 hours out from Thanksgiving, as we usually visit you guys on Thursday, but with the holiday schedule, we had to move everything up. So, we appreciate you hanging out with us, but even though the schedule has been moved, we're bringing the same energy, we're excited, life is good in this building, uh, even though the Raiders coming off the first loss of the Antonio. Pierce, Champ Kelly era. More on that in just a little bit. But like I said, man, we're excited. A huge opportunity for your Las Vegas Raiders upcoming this Sunday at Allegiant Stadium when they take on, you guessed it, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. It's been a hot minute since we've seen the Chiefs, but the schedule has finally brought them to Vegas, and it is going to be electric. Uh, Speaking of electric, though, man, we're feeling really good about the show today. Like I said, good energy, good vibes on a holiday week. Uh, In just a little bit, we're going to hang out with our guy. We're going to play our interview with Isaiah Polamau. Isaiah Polamau, who just recorded his first Korean interception in Sunday's game against the Dolphins, and and really thrown into duty, did awesome. You know, we talk about it a little bit, talking about kind of just throwing into the action like that certainly didn't come into Sunday thinking he was going to play uh, gosh almost 80% of the snaps uh, really thought he was going to have his really uh, important job on special teams handling with the personal protector for the punter but man that uh, that role expanded quick fast in a hurry and we hear Isaiah talk about that and of course a, uh, a few Thanksgiving uh, questions there towards the end but Isaiah was great it was good to hang out with him again we haven't talked to him since training camp I want to say or maybe late preseason the summer. We'll call, it, we'll call it the summer. It's been a hot minute since we hung out with Isaiah, so it was good to see him in there uh, and shout out the Mustache Mafia one time. But before we get to Isaiah and, uh, and really dive in to what's going to be, as I said, an exciting, really, really uh, passionate game this upcoming Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, we got some bills to pay. So we begin with our transactions brought to you by Shift4 Payments. So since the last time we all hung out together, the Las Vegas Raiders have made the following moves. On November 17th, uh, the Silver and Black waved fullback Jakob Johnson. Put a pin in that because we will get back to Jakob, I promise. Then the very next day, on November 18th, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders signed wide receiver DJ Turner to the active roster and activated tackle Brandon Parker and center Fronis Grisou. Go Ducks from the practice squad. Uh, then on 11-20, Brandon Parker and the aforementioned Mr. Grasso reverted back to the practice squad. And then yesterday, on Tuesday, November 21st, uh, we talked about Jakob Johnson. Well, welcome. Welcome back, Jakob Johnson, as Champ Kelly and company signed him to the practice squad. 
And then in a corresponding move to that, released tight end Jesse James from the practice squad. So we talk about, you know, especially this time of the year, right? We're getting close to the end of November. We're full holiday season here. The Raiders roster, like every roster in the NFL at this point in the calendar, a living, breathing organism specifically towards the bottom of the roster. Because, look, the reality of it is... As guys get nicked up, guys get banged up, uh, it's you know it's the part of it that you don't like to see. But we talk about it all the time, man. The NFL really is a war of attrition, and you got to have you know guys on your practice squad that can come up at a moment's notice, a guy that you can depend on for 15, 20, 30, whatever amount of snaps that it is uh, on a Sunday or a game day, whatever day that happens to be. But before we uh, play our interview with Isaiah Polamau, just wanted to really quickly look back from the game where the Raiders took on the Dolphins. Uh, ultimately losing 20 to 13, falling to five to six in the process. But you know, Bryce Butler and I talked about this a lot post game on the fifth quarter. And, and you know, I think you know Bryce certainly more than me as as a former player. You know, talked about hey, there's no moral victories in the NFL, right? Like these guys are all adults. Uh, they all are, are are going into this with the understanding that their their expectation is to win games, right? They are paid a really nice salary to go out there and win, and win football games. And when you don't win games, right, you're not you're essentially not meeting your goal. And, and so the Moral victory thing to me is, is kind of kind of overblown, but but really when I look at at Sunday's loss to the Dolphins, I don't want to say it was a moral victory, but I think that what it did a little bit is change the perception of the Antonio Pierce Raiders. Uh, because candidly, right, you look at the, the first two teams that AP and, and the Silver and Black played, uh, two teams that are, are really not going to figure into the postseason conversation all that much uh, in the NFL this year, in the Giants and the uh, and the Jets. But, you know, give, uh, give the Raiders credit. They handled business. They did it convincingly. They looked really good in the process. But you know, going and, and handling business at home uh, and then flying east, about as far east as possible, to take on a Miami Dolphins team in that, that early 10 a.m. Uh, window that we hear so much about, it's not easy. It's not easy. And look, the Raiders did ultimately lose 20-13. to 13, But I think what it did is it, it kind of showed like, hey, these Antonio Pierce Raiders, there's, there's something a little different to them. And we heard from Tyreek Hill postgame, and, and Tyreek straight up acknowledged that. He goes, look, there's something about what Antonio Pierce is doing that has changed the mentality of this team. And, and look, we, we hear from Antonio all the time, and he talks about the mentality and the mindset and kind of his his mission statement, if you will, about playing tough football, about nothing is easy, about we're going to be gritty and it's not going to be sexy, but we're going to, you know, we're going to run the ball, we're going to control the line of scrimmage. And so, like I said, you know, you go against one of the top teams in the AFC, in the Miami Dolphins, you go to their place, right? Tyreek Hill and, and Tua both having incredible seasons and you hold the Dolphins to 20 points. They score six points after halftime, right? It's a one possession game, the entire game. For, for the most part. And you show that, hey, you know, we can play with the big boys, right? And look, there's a, there's a handful of plays that, you know, Antonio, I'm sure, would like to have back, that Aiden O'Connell certainly would like to have back, that this defense would like to have back a little bit. But at the end of the day, excuse me, at the end of the day, the perception of this Raiders team, to me, feels like it's changing in real time. It feels like week after week after week, this team is becoming more imprinted. It's taking on the DNA more and more and more of Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly. And I think if you're a fan of this team, that's got to be really exciting to see. It's got to be really exciting to see this grit, that old school, you know, that we hear Chris Berman when he goes on sports, all right, as that mentality coming back into this locker room, right? You got Max Crosby handing out the cigars, guys having fun, that swashbuckling energy back in the building. And I think to me, like I said, if you're a fan of the Silver and Black, if you're a member of the Raider Nation, you got to feel good about that. And you have to feel good in terms of, like I said, flying east and having... 
a bit of a measuring stick game against a really, really good team and equating yourself pretty nicely. And look, the Raiders are going to have another one of those measuring stick games this upcoming Sunday at Allegiant Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a Chiefs team who, man, uh, is is perhaps not playing their best brand of football right now, uh, coming off of a loss on Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. But make no mistake about it, they are dangerous. That is a good football team. And any football team that has Patrick Mahomes uh, under center is dangerous and needs to be taken very, very seriously. But, you know, shifting back to the silver and black for a sec, you know, and we will get to Isaiah in a sec, I promise. We're now three games into the Antonio Pierce era, right? Like I said. And now it feels like we have a clear idea, uh, a clear vision of what that identity is going to be for the Antonio Pierce Raiders. Uh, it's, we talked about it, running the ball. It's controlling the line of scrimmage. It's being nasty. It's making sure nothing is, is easy uh, on the opposition. And, and I think that for me, yeah, it's, it's easy to hear those things from the coaching staff. It's easy to hear those things from the players. But now we kind of have uh, an example of what it looks like when it works, Right, we talk about those two wins against the Jets and the Giants, and when perhaps uh, it doesn't go according to plan, uh, like in Miami on Sunday. And, and for me, it all begins with the run game. Every single thing that this team wants to do in 2023 begins with Josh Jacobs and the big fellows up front. Every single thing, particularly when you have a rookie quarterback. So shifting back to Sunday and, and looking at that game against the Dolphins, you have Aiden O'Connell dropping dropping back and throwing the ball 40-plus times. Josh Jacobs only uh, you know 30-some-odd yards, his lowest, one of his lowest outputs of the season. That, to me, is, is one of those deals where you get away from your identity a little bit, or a lot of bit, I guess, in this case, and you kind of see what the, uh, the consequences of that are. You know what I mean? Like, you see in those first two wins that Antonio had, what were the Raiders? They were a run-first offense. Josh Jacobs, Amir White, mostly Josh Jacobs at this point, running, getting in a rhythm, uh, letting the offensive line lean and lean and lean and exert their will against the, the opposing defensive line. And we just didn't get that opportunity on Sunday. We didn't get a chance to see that. And now there's a ton of reasons for that, I'm sure. But, you know, I would love to see. I would love the Raiders to get back to that. Because as I said, now three games in, and it's not a huge sample size, but it's a it's a decent sample size, right? And I talk about how we've seen it when it works. We've talked about seeing it when it doesn't work now in a loss. If the Raiders can run the ball, that's when they're at their best. We've heard Antonio say time and time again, he goes, look, we have one of the best running backs in the NFL. We have a really good offensive line. We need to run the football. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to be about. Uh, and I'm hoping that is the case, especially, especially now with the defense. Huge shout out to Patrick Graham especially to a Raiders defense that has been, I, I will say, one of the most pleasant surprises in the NFL this year, especially over the past month. Pat Graham's group forces three takeaways uh, on Sunday at Hard Rock Stadium, one of which belongs to our friend Mr. Paul Lamau. But the Raiders defense is keeping this team in, excuse me, keeping this team in games. They are making sure that, hey, we're holding up our end of the bargain. We are going to bend, but we're not going to break. We're going to have some timely takeaways. We're going to be sure tacklers. We're going to do the little things right to ensure that, hey, we're going to keep this thing close. And the offense, you guys do your thing, but we're going to keep it close for you. And make, look, the reality is, too, that this group is going to have its biggest test of 2023 Sunday afternoon at Allegiant. When Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco and those, this really, really talented Chiefs offense comes to town, they are going to have their hands full. But as crazy as it sounds, and we've talked about this a bunch over the past couple months, I never would have believed at the start of training camp and if you told me that the, the Raiders' defense would be the catalyst in many ways to what this team is going to be in 2023, I wouldn't have believed you. But that's where we are. That's where we sit now. And the Raiders' defense has earned the benefit of the doubt. 
They have earned our trust. They have earned our respect to say, hey, when I don't care if it's the Chiefs, it's the Dolphins, it's the Jets, whoever it is. If they come to town, it is not going to be easy sledding for the opposition. Uh, and that's really what we're hoping for this Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, a guy, you know, like I said, though, a guy who had one of the three takeaways against the Dolphins, these takeaways that now seem to be coming in bunches for the Las Vegas Raiders is our guy Isaiah Polamau. Uh, and it was so good to catch up with Isaiah. So good to talk about uh, some fun stuff, right? The mustaches going around in the locker room, Thanksgiving, uh, but also some of the more serious stuff, some of the more uh, in the in the in the weeds type information about how this team has really bought in to what Antonio and Champ Kelly are preaching, uh, the importance uh, of these timely takeaways, and really what he's looking forward to uh, this Sunday afternoon against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, I've teased it long enough, and here it is: our conversation with Isaiah Polamau. And we are back here in the studio with our guy, Isaiah Polamau. And Isaiah, first off, the important things, the mustache looking incredible, looking thin, but also very robust. And you were telling me this is like all the core special teamers do it. We were rocking the stash, right? Yes, sir. It's just kind of, you know, showing our dedication to the team and how much we want to win. So, you know, mustache mafia. Doesn't help. Uh, doesn't hurt that the starting quarterback also rocking a, a good-looking mustache as well. Yeah, his mustache game is pretty strong. How would you, as a member of the Mustache Mafia, when you look at Aiden's mustache, who I feel like this has been his look for, you know, I would imagine probably since high school, college. What kind of, what do you look at? How do you grade out his stash? You know, I, I look at, uh, you know, the shape of it, and if it's his is really prominent, you know, on yeah. his face. You know, you you can really tell. So. I think that's that's how I grade it. A symmetrical stash. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, shifting away from special teams for just a sec, I got to ask, man, where is the ball, the interception ball from Sunday? Oh, I took that one back home. That's that's. Uh, I'll put that one up in my office. As you should. So, and just kind of talk me through, I mean, obviously a really exciting moment, and we're going to kind of dive into to Sunday, and you had a busy, busy Sunday afternoon. But, like, when you kind of rewind and go through the interception, what, what kind of sticks out to you? Uh, you know, I was kind of just doing my job. My job was to stay in the post and be deep as the deepest, you know. And uh, I saw Jalen Waddle; he was moving down the field. So I'm like, all right, man, let me just match his tempo a little bit. And I look back and I see Tua starting to wind up, really getting ready to throw it deep. So I'm like, is he really about to throw this? And, <laughs> you know, he just let it loose. And, you know, I just judged it right and able to come down with it. Yeah, and a, great, and a great play for this defense, an exciting play for this defense. And, and really, it's kind of become like a theme for this defense, right? Is we talk about and we hear all the time, A, the turnovers come in bunches. But really, that's been the case for this defense now, really through most of 2023. Like, has that kind of been the, the feeling for you guys is, hey, once we get one, we're going to get two? And now we're at a point where it feels like we almost like expect you guys to force a couple of the course of a game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's uh, something that PG preaches, you know, AP preaches it. You know, it's all about the ball. And just like you said, it comes in bunches. And, you know, we really put an emphasis on it in practice and, and you know, meetings and all this. It's, you know, comes down to just getting the ball off of them and helping out our team. You know, like you talked about, it, a busy Sunday for you in Miami. Most defensive snaps that you've played since you've been in the league. Like, what was that kind of like to kind of be thrust into duty like that? Because it was, you know, obviously the course of a game, there's so many different things going on. And like, hey, Isaiah, like, let's go. Like, how did that kind of the, the logistical part of it go for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Ash, he does a great job of preparing us every week, you know, and uh, I try, I, I just try to stay prepared as if I'm going to play the game, you know. You never know what's going to happen. It's always a next man up type of thing. But, um, you know, we preach it a lot, don't blink. You know, whatever happens, don't blink. You're always ready for it. So, you know, unfortunate reason why I was out there, but, you know, I can't let my teammates down. 
No, and, it, and he certainly didn't, right? Flying around the uh, the backfield for really all of Sunday afternoon. But, you know, we heard from, from Coach AP earlier today, and, and he was talking about kind of this new mindset, specifically on the defensive side of the football. And he said, you know, that's really one thing that that, that side of the ball has been focused on is this new mindset, staying in that mindset. Like, when you think about what's been working for this defense, really over the past month, let's say, like, what does that mindset kind of mean to you? Uh, I think it's it's really comes down to just everybody doing their job and trusting each other. You know, I think everybody's really just bought in to what we're preaching, you know, from the top of the top to, you know, the practice squad guys. Everybody's doing their job and, and giving full effort. You know, and, and I think kind of the, the catalyst, the spearhead, the, the head of the snake, if you will, is Antonio, right? Antonio kind of setting the, the standard, bringing the juice, bringing the energy. We're now a couple weeks into the Antonio and Champ kind of era, mm-hmm. if you will. I mean, what has it been like for you guys in the locker room now with this kind of infusion of energy? Now that we're a few weeks into it, right, we're not riding that initial wave of momentum. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I think everybody really believes and, and trusts what AP and, and Champ are talking about. You know, everything that they're preaching, everything that they tell us to do, it, there's no questioning behind it. You know, it's they tell us to do this art. We believe it. We're going to do that. You know, we look at now uh, how busy your Sunday was, right? And, and you're doing all this incredible stuff, first career interception, flying around, but you're also contributing on special teams. Like when you kind of zoom out of, of 2023 a little bit and, and look at, at AJ and Daniel and, and, you know, Carlson and your entire Cooper core special teamers, how has that side of the ball gotten better since week one, do you think? Uh, I, I think we're witnessing, you know, the greatest – uh, special like special teams guys, you know, with AJ and DC, you know, those guys are amazing to to have. You know, sometimes we'll have mishaps up up front just protecting for AJ, and he still gets it off and has a, a an amazing punt, which is you know it's just kind of crazy. But I think everybody just believes in in each other and just having each other's backs. I think that's kind of what it just comes down to. You know, it feels like some of those puns for AJ, especially kind of when we're in the domed arena, it feels like they're up there for like 10 seconds, man. Like, what do you kind of think when you're running down, you, you get down to cover the kick, and you're like, oh, it's it's still there? We're still waiting on it? Like, that's got to be a pretty cool experience for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, that, that helps our job and makes our job, you know, so much easier because we trust that, you know, he's going to hang up the ball enough for us to run down there and, and be right there in front of the returner. So for him to be able to do that, it, it we basically don't even have to cover <laughs> well, I hope you cover a little bit. Yeah. I hope you cover a little <laughs> we, bit. We're going to cover, but, you know, he makes it just so easy. Yeah, I mean, he's playing out of his mind this year. Daniel, too. I mean, guys, that, in my humble opinion, really playing at all pro levels yeah, in 2023. Absolutely. But, you know, we, we go back to Sunday for a little bit, and we, we've heard so much going into Sunday about the, you know, the, the Dolphins offense, how explosive it is, the, the incredible playmakers, which they have. Mm-hmm. And the defense, by and large, held up pretty, pretty well. I mean, you look at some of the statistic, uh, the numbers coming out of Sunday compared to what the Dolphins do on, an, on a normal week. And it really is impressive. But now we come back home. The Chiefs come into town. A similar offense in the sense, really explosive, a lot of dynamic playmakers. Uh, can you guys take as a defense what you get, what you did against the Dolphins and carry any of that over to this Sunday against the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, they have so much firepower. We have to come with that same energy, that same, you know, on-site energy. Like, whatever happens, we're going to go out there and we're going to make a stop. They're going to have to snap it again and again, you know, uh, whatever happens, like, you know, say sudden change, we have to go out there, we have to play defense, we can't just give up, you know, so that's kind of our mentality, it's, like I said before, don't blink. Is it more fun, because I'm just thinking about you talking about kind of taking advantage of that momentum, and, and we, we know how, how rocking Allegiant Stadium can be on a game day, is it more fun for a defense to go out there and make plays in front of the home crowd, or silence a road crowd? 
Hmm. That's that's actually a tough one, but uh, I think I'll have to say get the crowd going at mm. home because there's no there's no better feeling than when you feel the ground shaking and, and the crowd's just going crazy and then you know Max does his signature kick the door down like it's 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 electric. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. We're hoping that that we have a lot of electric moments this Sunday at home at Allegiant Stadium against the Kansas City Chiefs, man. But before we get to Sunday, we got some high-level important business to attend to in Thanksgiving, right? So a different schedule this week. Obviously, things are uh, kind of moving and shaking as you guys get ready for Sunday. But the important question, Isaiah Polamau, when you build out your dinner or lunch or your brunch or whatever you and your family celebrate on Thursday, what are the things that got to be on the plate, the non-negotiables? In the Polamau household. All right, all right. So easy one. A little bit of turkey. I'm not a big turkey guy. Agreed. Throw some ham on there. Got to have that. Mashed potatoes and gravy. That's kind of, you know, everybody has to have that. Uh, Throw a little bit of dressing on there. And, you know, my all-time favorite, mac and cheese and yams. There you go. See, my wife, because I'm kind of with you. We're like, my wife and I were talking about it this year. And we're like, listen, neither of us really like turkey. Why are we eating turkey for the sake of eating turkey? Yeah. So this year we're doing all the sides, right? We're going to do the, the mashed potatoes, the, the green beans, the stuff, and all that good stuff. And we're just going to do steaks instead. We're like, it's just the two of us, two of us and the baby. Like, yeah. we're going to eat what we want to eat. Yeah, no, nah, steaks sound wonderful, actually. That's a great idea. Yeah, look at it. I'm, I'm just pushing us forward. Uh, <laughs> in terms of dessert, are you a big dessert guy? Two things. So I can go either banana pudding. Oh, that's good, yeah. That's good top tier right there or sweet potato pie Ooh, i feel like the sweet potato pie correct me if i'm wrong is real like hit or miss like if you get a yeah. good sweet potato pie like that's really good but the the like chance the the percentage of failure unfortunately is like pretty high on that yeah yeah but my wife does make a great one oh there you go yeah, smart like, man so yeah. you gotta plug the hey you gotta plug the wife while yeah, you're here yeah, so that's that's a good one right there so i'll take that yeah and like i said man and at the end of the day right we're all celebrating the important stuff family friends all the good stuff and then we'll be back here on friday to put the finishing touches on the kansas city chiefs and then an exciting sunday man cannot wait to have you guys back at allegiant stadium well we appreciate you coming to hang out with us on like i said a week where the schedule's a little bit funky so we, we really do appreciate you coming to hang out thank you thank you thank you congratulations on the first interception by the way maybe yes. Be the first of many more. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you soon. All right, Isaiah? Appreciate that. Thank you for having me. And a huge thank you to Isaiah for stopping by, and big shout-out to our PR staff for making sure that he got here on time. Like I said, man, it's a, uh, it's a unique week with the schedule, right? The, uh, the players will have tomorrow off, uh, Thanksgiving off, to enjoy with their friends and family, which is awesome. Big shout-out to Coach, uh, Coach Pierce for making that happen. But because of the Thursday off day, obviously our, our whole world has been scrambled a little bit, so big thank you to the PR staff for accommodating our needs and getting Isaiah up here. Well, shifting ahead to Sunday now. Going to be a fun one. As I said, 125 kickoff at Allegiant Stadium. And I hope that all you guys are there. I hope you guys get there early. I hope those, those of you guys that are in town enjoy a fantastic holiday weekend here and then come out, with, uh, come out and hang out with us there at Allegiant. But, man, you know, we, we do this every single week, and, and we kind of break down. The Raiders will win if. And this week, uh, I was thinking about, you know, what do the Raiders do when they're at their best? Right, what is the identity? We talked about the identity of this team a little bit at the top, and we've talked about it with a bunch of our pals uh, here on the Raiders Podcast Network and Silver and Black Productions over the past couple of weeks. 
And so when I look at Patrick Mahomes and, and the incredible Hall of Fame, all everything talent that this dude has and, and Travis Kelsey, you know, making life miserable. He's been a thorn in the side of this team for, gosh, it feels like a decade now. Uh, some of the, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, who's running out of his mind at the moment. Some of these really talented receivers who admittedly have a little bit of a case of the drops at the moment. What do the Raiders need to do to kind of uh, neutralize that? Maybe not even neutralize, but maybe just downshift it a little bit. And so to me, I think about Sunday, and the Raiders will win if, and I go kind of twofold. I think the Raiders will win on Sunday if they run the ball more than they pass. Right? We look at the two wins over the wins over the Jets and the Giants, and they were run-first operations. Uh, Josh Jacobs had more runs than Aiden O'Connell had dropped back passes. Right? It was a run-first offense. Everything that the team wanted to do was predicated on running the ball. And we go back to Sunday, and the numbers had essentially completely flipped, and then some. Aiden O'Connell asked to throw the ball 40-plus times. The run game absent, unable to get going. And we saw kind of the result there. So if the Raiders are able to get into a rhythm, if they are able and you're able to keep, the, keep it close, if the defense is able to hold up their end of the bargain and allow the Raiders to get this run game rolling and to consistently run and run and run some more, I like the Raiders' chances. We went through the stats earlier this week on Raiders Roundtable a little bit. And when you look, statistically speaking, at the Chiefs in 2023, Chiefs offense taking a bit of a step backwards, Chiefs defense taking a step forward, right? So it's similar in, in many cases to, the, uh, to the, the reality for the Las Vegas Raiders this year too, right? Where the offense has certainly had a hard time getting going consistently, but the defense has been a really pleasant surprise. So I, I think for me, if we can get that consistent run game going, if you can keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, if you can really, you know, win that time of possession battle and, and win it kind of convincingly, I like what the Raiders have. I like their chances. I like, uh, you know, the, obviously the fact that this game is at home and the Raider Nation is going to be behind them and the energy in that place is going to be jumping. It's going to be awesome. But the second part of that is, yes, run the ball more than you pass, but get Josh Jacobs to the century mark. Josh has only done it once in 2023. Raiders obviously won that game. But that mythical number, that number 100, I would love to get Josh there. Because not only then are you running the ball and you're doing a lot, but you're doing it effectively. right? It's one thing to, to kind of run the ball and have these two-yard runs, three-yard runs, three-yard runs, four-yard runs, two-yard runs. But if Josh is able to get some of those explosive gains, if he's able to really make life easier on Aiden O'Connell and say, hey, we can run the ball tonight, young fella, and you can cook off of that, ooh, I like that. I would love the Raiders' chances. And we're going to have to see, man. It, it's going to be no easy task. Every time these Chiefs come to town, every time the Raiders go to Arrowhead, it is a battle. It is a battle. It is a battle. One of the best rivalries, an old AFC West rivalry, and the greater, excuse me, the latest iteration coming our way, 1.25 p.m. this upcoming Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Well, as I said, we are on the holiday schedule, so we got to get out of here. Uh, I hope that each and every one of you guys enjoys a fantastic holiday with your friends and family. But on the way out, if ever there was a day to crack a cold one, this is it. So today we crack a cold one for all of our grocery store workers out there. Because, man, I went to the store earlier this week. And uh, kind of, I don't want to say I, I forgot that Thanksgiving was coming up, but you just kind of forget the, the scene 
that is your local grocery store the week of uh, the week of Thanksgiving and really all the way up through the new year. And man, our our, uh, our guys and gals at the grocery store out there who are dominating. Big shout out to every single one of them, making sure we got uh, shelves that are stocked, making sure we're all getting all, all our good ingredients so we can go do our thing at home with our friends and family. So big shout out to all my grocery store workers out there. This ice cold Coors Light is for you. Quick programming note: it's me and our guy Jason Fitz back on fifth quarter duty this uh, this upcoming Sunday. Make sure you hang out with us post game uh, and enjoy the holiday, Raider Nation. We have uh, we have, we have earned it. It's been a long time coming. Uh, it'll be great to uh, to get a, at least 24 hours off to hang out with uh, with all. Our friends and family before we shift right back into game prep this Friday back here at the Intermount Health Performance Center. So on that note, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy the holidays. So for Eddie Pascal, our guest this week, Isaiah Polamau, and everyone at Silver and Black Productions who keeps our program afloat, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will see you guys next week, same time, excuse me, same time, same place, back to Thursdays next week for our next episode of Upon Further Review. Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network.